like the Warriors have the football. An unbelievable start. Handoff is to Pellerin. Bowls his way in to the goal line. Play action. Complete to Lamb. Now Tyrell Ford's got some room. Watch out for Tyrell Ford. Touchdown, Warriors. Get used to it. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waterloo Warriors Armchair Quarterback Podcast. I am your host, Lukey Boy Balch, and it is great to be with you. The Warriors are coming off another Battle of Waterloo victory. 36-8 over the Laurier Golden Hawks. Now, it was a nail-biter, folks, going into that fourth quarter, but then we just took off and just sealed the game Boy, that was great to watch. Boy, it was fun to be there. Awesome atmosphere. Now, we had a win and end scenario, and I apologize for saying that earlier because there was a scenario where we would win and not get in, but nonetheless, we are in. And if you read the OUA tiebreaker scenarios, as I did prior to the game, you would have thought that we would have been the three seed. But breaking news, the OUA has released an updated tiebreaker scenario and now we are the four seed laurier interesting enough is the two seed after getting smoked by waterloo twice but nonetheless we are the four seed in the oua west playoffs and we are headed down the 4-1 west to take on the western mustangs who got the one seed but you know what and the words of coach bertoya you'll want to be the best you gotta beat the best so we are ready for the challenge here, folks. And we're going to get you ready for that game as well as talk about the great victory to end off the regular season against the Laurier Golden Hawks. We got uh, in Coach's Corner, we got Brendan Conway talking to us about some special teams, some linebacker play, and just overall defense. Um, you know, in, the, in our players-only segment here, we're going to have Nick Sua. Started his first game at running back and, and got a touchdown and had a great game. And then uh, we are welcoming back Michael Reed, our defensive captain, who just had an awesome game, couple picks, huge momentum swings, some big tackles. So we're going to talk to him. That's going to be great, too. So let's get excited about the playoffs. Let's also get excited about beating Laurier because that's always great. And uh, head into our first segment, which is going to be our super quick recap. Well, let's get into that super quick recap. The game started off in the first quarter with a Cole Corset, uh 16-yard field goal, 3-0 Waterloo. Uh, Lori got a touchdown with 7-3. Nick Sua in the second quarter had a two-yard touchdown run, and it was 10-7 headed into the half. It was a defensive battle. Skip all the way to the fourth quarter, and Rashawn Degelman had a 27-yard touchdown pass from Trey Ford, 18-8. Then 11 seconds later, folks, Gordon Lom. Six-yard touchdown pass from Dre Ford after a big special teams playoff on the kickoff. It was 25-8 for Waterloo. We're starting to pull away. Then in the fourth quarter, we, Rashawn Dagelman had a 63-yard touchdown from Dre Ford. 33-8. We ended off with a nice little 37-yard field goal to make it 36-8. Waterloo over Laurier Golden Ox. What a game and what a fourth quarter. All right, let's highlight some of our statistical leaders from the game. Trey Ford led the way uh, with 290 yards in the air and three touchdowns. Trey also had 97 yards rushing on 10 carries, and Nick Sua had 12 carries for 45 yards and a touchdown. Receiving had Gordon Lom with seven catches at 105 yards, and interesting enough, Rashawn Degelman also had 105 yards on four catches, two touchdowns for Rashawn and one for Gordon. On defense, we had Jack Hinsberger, who, coming off a huge podcast interview, 
had seven total tackles and two tackles for a loss and a sack. And Michael Reed, who you're going to hear from shortly, had five total tackles and two picks. Ready to go, boys. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Okay, I'm here with Nick Sua, third-year sociology student. Nick had 12 carries for 45 yards and a big touchdown on the game. Nick, thanks for joining us. Super pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. All right, Nick. So let's, uh, you know, you got your first start at running back on Saturday. You know, first question is, how did it feel? It felt so surreal. It felt like a moment I've been waiting for almost my whole life. You were there from the beginning, and honestly, it felt amazing. So did you did you know all week that you were potentially getting that start, or did uh, you have a great week of practice, and then coach told you, you know, Thursday, Friday? How did that work? So nobody told me, honestly. Um, we had put in a we put in a package where Mets was at fullback and I was at tailback and we'd be running a lot all week, but I didn't think we'd actually come out in it first to start the drive. So when when I got off kickoff return and they told me like stay on the field, I was in shock. Yeah, man, that's awesome. And you know, knowing uh, knowing Mets as I do, and we had him on the podcast, I'm sure he was super supportive of of giving you some some extra carries and and probably being a mentor for you during the game. Oh yeah, Mets. Mets is a huge part of everything we do. He's a leader. He teaches all the running backs what to do, and like, he's a fifth. He's a fifth, six year guy. He came back for us. He came back to teach us to hand off the reins to me to whoever's next. You know what I mean? So he's he's big supporter of us. Oh, that's great. So talk us talk to us about that uh, that uh, touchdown you had. Um, it was a looks like it was a goal line situation. You know, coach put you in, ran a little inside zone, and just made it happen. What was that like? So uh, it took three tries, but third time's a charm. I got blessed with a holding call or offside. I forget which one it was. Uh, that made it first and goal, and I punched it in. It honestly felt like it wasn't even real. But I prayed for it the night before, and pff, it happened. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. So if, if we look at the game, I mean, it, w- it was clear that we were able to establish, you know, way – better of a, a ground game especially on those first down wins where we're getting you know four five six yards what do you think the key was for us uh, be able to chew those yards from the running back position this week so i think teams approach us differently this year than they have in previous years when we had guys like dion that would go downhill and make it second and three teams wouldn't be teams would be more aggressive to it this year teams have been kind of only rushing four, dropping everybody back, and not respecting our run game. So the O-line, four to five of those guys are six-year guys, and we didn't want it to be their last game. Those guys came to play. Honestly, I would say it was the O-line, 100%. Yeah, they uh, they obviously were coming off the ball nice, and you could tell, you know, running some of those outside zones too and just getting up to the next level, which was great. All right, Nick. So we're, you know, we're going into uh, a huge week, playoffs, quarterfinals. Um, you know, sort of, somewhat surprisingly, we were going to Western. Um, you know, two weeks ago when we played Western, obviously we didn't have the result we really wanted. You had eight carries for 25 yards. Metsy had 12 for 34. But you know, it looks like we got a different mindset now. What do you think is going to be the key for us to establish those first town wins in the run game this week? We can't play scared. We can't play like, oh, we're playing Western. We have to play like, oh, we're playing Western. 
I think we gotta we gotta come off the ball aggressive. We have to play like we're the number one offense in the country, with the, which I do believe we are. And we just have to establish a run game early so it can open up the pass game as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, you know that's gonna be that's gonna be a key factor for the game. Um, are you are you anticipating uh, continuing you know carrying the ball you know 12, 15 times, or are you just gonna see how the game plan uh, shakes out? I'm a guy who. I believe I could take as I can take as many touches and make something happen. 12, 15, 20, it doesn't matter to me as long as I'm helping the team win. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, um, you know, short and sweet, we'll catch you out on that, Nick. Um, really appreciate your time. And you know, obviously it was it was a spark that our offense needed with you getting some of those big runs. So a uh, great game last week and, uh, you know, continue rolling uh, into the uh, the playoff game on Saturday, man. Thank you. I really appreciate your time. Okay, I'm here with Michael Reed. Uh, Michael, this is your second time on the podcast, so we know who you are, the inside linebacker, the outside linebacker, say for us. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, so five total tackles in the game, uh, two huge picks, um, you know, bringing our season total to 35 and a half tackles. Um, obviously, that's number one in our defense and, and number five in the OUA, so um, pretty great season, man. Uh, let's uh, well, let's start with the game. Um you know, we we knew going in it was uh, a win and and probably in the playoffs more than likely or a lose and you know season's done and as a as a six year guy, um, what was your message to either the linebackers or the defense or the whole team uh, going into this week of uh, the Battle of Waterloo? Yeah, uh, it wasn't like uh, just recently. See, there was like all the uh, up here guys, you know, like Gav, you know, all the other, you know, there's a big a huge group of us, you know, not just the six years, but fourth and fifth year guys that might not be coming back next year too, right? It's kind of like cross border match, which is like treat us like a playoff game and like give this everything you have. You know what I mean? Because like this could be a lot of our last time stepping on a football field ever for some of us. You know what I mean? So really took like a playoff mentality in this game. And uh, I wasn't really, like uh, trying to work on, you know, playing our hearts up, but like just focusing on coming together as a team. You know what I mean? Like, because uh, when our team chemistry is off the charts, like when our you know, offensive defense, you know, we're together, we're, uh, encouraging each other, you know, we have each other's backs. Like, we just play so much better as a team as a whole, right? So, even throughout like the week of prep leading up to this uh, this game, and uh, again, like the message that's been, kind of been sent around the locker room, like, we just focus on the team, focus on each other, rally around each other, and like, put like every single whatever you have, like, put it in this game because it might be your last. So, I think we really did that as a team, and uh, it kind of showed out there on the field. Absolutely, man. The defense played great. I mean, giving up eight points to an offense like that is is obviously awesome. They, they seem to have a little success early, um, especially in the pass game, and, and they got that touchdown in the first uh, the first half, and then they, then we just shut them down. Um, did did we make some adjustments on the sidelines or at halftime, or did we just continue playing our game and and just uh, it was just working? Yeah, I'll have to give a good shout out to Coach D and Coach Conley. They came up with some uh, good adjustments in the way we played our coverage, specifically our zones. And uh, that really kind of helped us like, get a little more aggressive, like on the route concepts they were running. And I feel like that did a lot to shut down because they were running a lot of, you know, quick game stuff, little outs, little hitches and things like that. And uh, they started to play more aggressive with their zones. And I think that really helped kind of shut that down. And then once those kind of plays were getting nullified, uh, they kind of, I don't know, they kind of went deep in the playbook. They started trying to take some shots, started uh, trying to get back to establishing the run game. And then that's kind of, what we're best at as a defense, you know what I mean? Like, again, we show a little bit against the run against Western, but uh, against other teams in the league, like, we've, I feel like we've consistently shown that we're really good against the run. So, um, again, we kind of, 
I kind of played into our bread and butter and we just ended up kind of having a field day from there. So again, big shout out to the coaches and then obviously not only the coaches, but the guys on the team too for like executing the game plan that the coaches kind of uh, put out there for us. But made some adjustments and uh, we were able to kind of rally around that and then didn't hold them to, well, I guess didn't allow any more points of defense for the rest of the game. So it was huge. Yeah, and obviously, uh, you know, in my opinion, one of the big momentum swings was that first pick you had where, you know, you, you dropped pretty deep and obviously playing the wheel linebacker, you don't get too many opportunities to drop too deep. Do you remember what that play was and, and sort of what the route combo and you, you're reading the quarterback? Can you walk us through that first pick? Yeah, totally. Um, I honestly don't even remember what coverage it was, but because uh, everything happened so fast in game, you know what I mean? It's tough to kind of uh, process it because you're just going, going off instinct a lot, but I know it was a zone and... Uh, I know that uh, we knew Laurie liked to run a lot of digs. They had, uh, we had a couple of nice plays on them, obviously, especially you know, James Hinsberger had two picks against them uh, previously. Jack Andrews had an almost interception. Uh, if, uh, we too, when we played them as well. But uh, they did end up finding some success, like hitting us in the dig window. We too, so we knew that was going to be like a focus for them. They were trying to hit that on us coming to the game. They, had, they already did target it a couple times in the game already. So I kind of expected it to come. And uh, I... As I was dropping out, I saw the number two receiver. I, I saw him uh, breaking down, so I knew right away that Dig was coming. And that's just technique that Coach Conway has repped. I've repped Coach Conway for the like, past six years now is box out the Dig technique and our zone drops. And, you know, just kind of instinct took over at that point. I just saw him breaking down. I knew right away, okay, Dig's coming. Looked back at the quarterback. Ball was right there. So, it was, again, it was just something like our coaches harped on and, like, us as players, we really wanted to focus on the wall because we knew they're gonna like try to hit us on the digs, and again, kind of all the uh, the technique that uh, Coach Conway's been coaching me up on the past six years kind of all came in, all came together that one play. So yeah, you know, love it, love it when it, it all comes together, and you're like, I just pra- I practiced that. <laughs> yeah, Conway um, even said it too on the when you watch film, he's like, I love it when a drill comes to yeah. fruition in the game, and that's exactly what happens. So it was nice. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, we could talk about that Laurier win for like, you know, three or four hours, but, you know, we, sh- we should move on here to to the playoff game. Um, you know, we're heading down 4-1 West to London, uh, current number one seed, uh, Western Mustangs. You know, you kind of mentioned it, you know, two weeks ago, they, they put up uh, 41 points in the first half and in 48 overall uh, with the big run game. You know, what what do you think? Well, you know, going into this week of prep and, you know, coming from the linebackers, especially where a lot of the onus is going to be on you guys. Uh, what's your thought process going into this week and in, in making adjustments from the first time we played them to, to slow them, slow them down? Yeah. Uh, well, again, we're going to see what, uh, what coach uh, D and coach calling have planned up and uh, we're going to kind of base all of our prep off of that. But uh, biggest thing, like in terms of like mentally where we're at, like we just got to be, you know, again, more rally together as a team, you know, if that was something that was kind of lacking going into that game was kind of that mental loss energy that we had in all the defense, like as a team together, you know what I mean? That was kind of missing going into that and uh, maybe a lackluster week of prep and uh, not that we were taking our points lightly, but uh, you know what I mean? Just sometimes, you know, you don't have a great week of practice or anything like that. And then in game, you know, maybe you're missing a bit of confidence and things like that. So just having a better week of prep leading up to the game is going to be huge. And again, we know that, um, that that wasn't our best game, right? We know we've kind of uh, put a really bad performance together. We know we're better than that. And, I think Western O's are a better team than that, too. So um, we're going to really feed off this performance, kind of feed off the energy that uh, the Laurier game kind of gave us. And we know what we need to do, right? Like we know Western's not going to come up with a brand-new playbook for, just for us this week, right? We know they're going to run the same stuff they ran against us when we played them two weeks ago. We know that they're very good at the plays they do run. And we know we're going to say, like, see the same looks 
pretty much throughout the entire course of the game, right? They're not going to throw anything too crazy at us. They're going to line up. They're run the plays they're running. They should have run the ball down our throat. So it's just a matter of being focused and really focusing a lot on the execution, like not getting out gapped. Again, like Western's a team, you miss a gap assignment against them, like maybe against another team that might not hurt you a lot, but against them, that's going to to touchdown. And that's something like we saw uh, two weeks ago when we played them. So it's really focusing on that, honing in on our gaps, and again, just executing and winning our one-on-one piles every single play. I think with the confidence boost we got from this Laurier game and realizing that, like, you know, hey, we are still an elite team, you know, that's going to really help us out in the prep for them. Well, Michael, we'll get you out on that note. Um, you know, I, I'm uh, feeling good vibes here. And, and uh, you know, everybody we're talking to is, is is confident, quite confident here going into this week, even though, you know, we will be an underdog. But, uh, you know, we had a big victory there and, and it looks like we're, we're coming together and hitting our strides. So that's great. Uh, thanks so much for, for you know, being uh, the first two-time um, podcast guy. Obviously, you're, you're playing great. So uh, good luck on Saturday and, uh, and go get them, man. I appreciate that very much. Hopefully, I'll be on one more time for the year's over. So, yeah, let's hopefully, do it. get a bit of a longer season. <laughs> All right. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. I don't know what to say, really. Three minutes till the biggest battle of our professional lives. Okay, a Coach's Corner segment. This week, we got Coach Conway, linebacker coach and special teams coordinator for the Warriors, currently in his sixth season with the football staff. Coach, thanks for taking time to speak with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Balchi. All right, coach. Let's let's first talk a little special teams. We haven't really touched on that much on the podcast. Um, you know, the the year ended now, and in, in our punnel, punter, sorry, Cole uh, Crissette ended the year number one punting average, as you probably know, forty two point seven yards per punt. Um, how happy how happy have you been with the with our punt team and, and uh, how Cole's performed there? Yeah, just a credit to uh, Cole's hard work there. Um, obviously, he transferred over from Mac um, into what would have been in the winter of 2020. So February, March, he kind of um, made that commitment to us to come transfer here. And um, since that point, he's been nothing but work his ass off to get ready for what he thought was uh, 2020 season. And now obviously delayed into the 2021 where, yeah, he you know wanted the job and uh, credit to our other kicker, James Wilson, who worked his ass off as well. And they came into training camp and competed against each other and made each other better for obviously before training camp too, you know, those 18 months leading up to it as well. Like they competed and I believe that hard work from both of them has made Cole that much better as well because of how much uh, pressure he felt from behind him, knowing that he has to be the guy, right? Um, so, and yeah, that's paid off for him in the season. Obviously uh, started really well against Windsor and then um, had a couple uh, great games with us uh, throughout this year, including this last one against Laurier. Um, and yeah, super proud of where they've both come and especially for Cole, where he is now. And obviously leading the OUA and punting average is a very good thing. Um, and we just got to correct in front of him a little bit. Uh, you know, our return average against isn't great. Um, and that's definitely something we have fixed up throughout the year, but something going into the playoff run, uh, you know, just can't have those bigger plays. Field position matters so much more in these tight games. So we just got to make sure we're uh, getting that under control. Yeah, staying on the special teams, um, obviously provide us, provided with a huge momentum swing in the game. Uh, fourth quarter, we scored a touchdown, go up 10, and then muff, muffed kickoff by them, and, and we, we bounced on it on our on our four or five yard line, and, and that was huge. Uh, talk us through that. Um, was, that was there a game plan there? With, it looked like we were kicking a little shorter and a little higher um, than previous games. Uh, was that a call that you, you made on the sidelines or going into the week? Yeah, just uh... – kind of just kick it to space you know what i mean um like they just had a lot of space from their up back to the returner 
and it was just kind of put it on the ground and let's see what happens. Um, you know, the worst case scenario in our plan was they get it on their 35 to 30 if they recover it right away. Uh, best case scenario, which obviously worked out on the last one there is, you know, we get a recovery. Um, so, you know, we don't allow big returns because we're kicking a little shorter. So we're not getting the field position in terms of, you know, keeping them inside their 20, 25 yard line, but we're also not giving up those big returns either. Um, and like I said, it's also gives us a chance at the ball. And obviously that worked tremendously on, on that one. And, uh, you know, can't really draw it up better than uh, how that one went. Credit to the guys getting downfield. Obviously Cole with a great kick. And then uh, Noah Labar getting down there and recovering that and setting up our offense for a score. And, you know, essentially, you know, putting the final nail in that game uh, against Laurier. Yeah, that was awesome. All right, so you know we were able to hold uh, Laurier to 69 yards rushing on the weekend. Um, you know, Jack Hinsberger mentioned last week on the podcast um, being able to shut down the run game was really a, a huge emphasis and key for our, our defense to get the win. What do you think made us so successful uh, stopping the run game? Yeah, I think the front seven as a whole. Right, it's if we look at from the Western game to this game, it was we all did our part and we all understood the guy beside us was doing theirs as well. Um, you know, plugging whether you're a gap plugger on this play or you're the free hitter um, as a scrape as a flower in the play. You know, it changed from play to play based off what we were calling, but they all understood what their job was and they understood everyone around them is going to do their job and they trusted each other to do it and uh, that came to fruition. Like you know, the LB core obviously flew around all day and the D line in front of us was either eating doubles or making those tackles. So um, great momentum for us to do that and come into the Western game now, knowing what we have to do from a run game standpoint, they're going to try to pound that rock and rightfully so because they did it to us um, very effectively in that first game against them. So we got to come out ready to uh, stop that run game. Um, you know, backers talked before that Laurier game and Rito in a uh, little different words than I'm about to use, but basically said, you know, we don't allow any of their running backs to go over 30 yards in the game. And that was a challenge to his guys. Nothing we talked about as coaches, just, we don't want them to get that. And, you know, they stepped up and I think one got to 29 yards was the highest one of the three of them. So uh, credit to the guys and understanding how much that means that to, you know, take pride in stopping the run and setting goals like that for themselves. Yeah, that's pretty cool that uh, they got to 29 yards and didn't quite get to 30. That's great. Um, okay. So you touched on Western coach. Um, you know, I'm just going to go into this, uh, this talk here and just make it open-ended. What is the thoughts going into the week? Um, let's talk defensive standpoint. Uh, sort of, this is a big week for you, coaching the linebackers and them pounding the rock. So, you know, what's the plan here? Yeah, um, just stop the run, right? And that, that's a uh, pretty generic, and not going to go too much into exactly what we're drawing up over here. But um, you know, Western's listening, so yeah, yeah. let's, let's <laughs> keep it right here. Yeah, Coach Grandy might be listening over there. Coach Marshall might tune in from time to time. Who knows? Um, but we got to, we, yeah, we got to stop the run, and it's it's the first and foremost, and how we talked to them yesterday and today is you know, get ready for it. Because even if, you know, in that first quarter, if we get to stopping the run on them, they ain't stopping it, right? They're going to keep pounding that rock and they're going to hit us for 60 minutes. And you see in every single game, you know, they're, they're tight games they've had against Laurier early in the year, uh, against Guelph, um, all those tight games where they they uh, um, either, either obviously lost to Guelph or they pulled away from Laurier at the end. Um, it was 
close, but they just kept doing what they do, right? Like they're going to come back to zone. They're going to come back to zone wham, and they're just going to put it down your throat because they say, well, I'm better than you, and we're eventually going to hit this. And um, to their credit, to this point in the season, it's worked for them, right? So um, just know it's going to be a fight for us. And, you know, we have to stay disciplined. You got to be aggressive with what we're doing, but you got to be disciplined. We got to be gap sound. Uh, big mistakes from that first game, right? It's just getting out of our gap from the D-line and linebackers alike. Um, almost to a 50-50 percentage, right, is their big plays are just simply us not hitting our correct gap. And so gap sound, but we got to be violent to uh, playing this O-line because they are going to come with aggression. They're going to get off the rock. So we got to be ready to get off the bus right away, uh, going down to London and be ready to play with them. Yeah, I mean, obviously everybody knows they are beatable. Um, obviously, they did lose to Guelph, and, and Laurier, like you just said, played them tough all the way to the fourth quarter. So, um, you know, I, I know you guys as coaching staff are going to get that uh, believe-in-yourself message and, and make it happen. Uh, lastly, Coach, you know, I talked about this off the top here. You know, we were we were sort of scheduled to into the three seed going into this game if we won and other things played out uh, as they did. Uh, and then the OUA came back and, and sort of said we're we're now the four seed. Um, what was that like? You know, obviously they they talked to you coaches and and the players. Did you let the players know that that changed? Um, you know, I mean, you have to win the playoffs regardless who you play, but that that is a bit of a, a shift in you know going to Guelph versus going to Western. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And you know, it's more uh, just a little bit of a frustration. Um, when we're there at seven o'clock at night and all of a sudden getting that message right but at the end of the day like you know it, it is what it is and what can we really do other than um shift the focus right so you know we talk after the game how we're going to guelph what that looks like for us as players and you know coach Burt sent on a message um to them once we knew it was official going to western and just said hey like it was going to be now or it's going to be after we get that quarterfinal win against guelph first right like we're going we're going to go through western so might as well do it right now um and you know i think the players responded to that very well and you know they're ready for this challenge they understand yeah these guys beat us pretty good in the season but we didn't play to that full potential like we, we do we had a great week of prep last week of practice energy was awesome between everyone on the team and you know we build on what we did against laurier and we just keep getting better this week like our whole team believes we have a shot to win this game and we know we know we do as coaches and we know we do as players and it's just executing at the, at this point and keeping that energy and keeping that family atmosphere that we had for um, building for a while. And it finally came to fruition last week for us. And but, yeah, the message didn't really change. You know what I mean? It was OK. So now where are we going? Because it doesn't really matter. We knew we we're going to be road warriors regardless. Um, now it's just going to London first and then going to uh, either Laurier or Guelph after that is the message. Right. But obviously not looking ahead and going through uh, Goliath right now. You know, let's rock that David roll and make it happen. Well, you know what, Coach, I appreciate your time and, and taking time to talk to us. And, you know, you can tell that by, by your voice here, you're fired up and ready to go for this week of practice. And, you know, playoffs is a different intensity, and, and I know you know that. So uh, thanks so much and, and appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Coach. All right, that's all we have for this episode, this playoff edition episode of the Waterloo Warriors Armchair Quarterback Podcast. As a reminder, the Warriors are going to go down to London, face the Mustangs in a quarterfinal playoff matchup. If you can't make it to London, it'll be on uh, Saturday at 1 o'clock, and you can catch that on OUA TV as per usual. Hopefully everybody can watch the game. Really appreciate the support. And as always, go Warriors, go! Looks like the Warriors have the football! An unbelievable
start. Handoff is to Pellerin. Bowles his way in to the goal line. Play action. Complete to Lamb. Now Tyrell Ford's got some room. Watch out for Tyrell Ford. Touchdown, Warriors. 